Havila Cunnington, and this is Havila's Podcast. I'm excited that you're tuning in today. You know, this podcast was created by Truth to Table so I could have a place to share my heart, biblical truth, simple lifestyle leadership, as well as just connect with my table community, my table tribe. So I hope that you'll spend a few minutes with me as we jump in to whatever God has put on my heart this week. And don't forget that you're never too far gone from where God wants to take you. You are loved, you are seen, and he wants to desperately know everything about you. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Let's jump into this. I'm excited because I'm not by myself this time. I have a friend of mine, Rebecca Lyons is here all the way from Nashville. Hello, hello. And she is actually here doing our Wonder Women's Conference at Bethel. And we asked her to give us just like a few minutes of her precious time to come talk with us and have a conversation with us. So Rebecca, hey, girl. thank you. Oh, of course, <laughs> anytime. I think the last anytime. time I saw you was at a coffee shop. Yeah, at Perch, we got crepes and we talked for like we did. 12 hours. Yeah, I think Some I cried, you cried, yeah. we, it was just, I feel like every time we get together, that's kind of how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're just a lot deeper than I am. No. So I just go, like, tell me more. No, you make me laugh. I make you cry. It That's works. Right. It all works. <laughs> I, what I love about you, Rebecca, is you document your journey and you're not afraid of the dark parts mm-hmm. and you take people along what's worked for you. And I, yeah. I respect that. I think it's really easy to present what we are not or even what we want people to see. Right. And I just love. And I'm not sure that you could have even hit it if you tried, but right. still that reality. So anyway, all that to say, let's go back to you live in Nashville. Maybe mm-hmm. tell everybody what you do and okay. maybe who you are. Sure. So I'm a writer. Uh, only in the last several years, about seven years, I've written three books. My third one's coming out now. Yes. And what is that called? Rhythms of Renewal. Rhythms of and, Renewal. Um, trading stress and anxiety for a life of peace and purpose. Because as you know, I kind of have a little trilogy of, <laughs> of emotional wellness that we're working on, Jesus and me. And um, and so that chronicled, that first book chronicled that time and then how the Lord's been walking me in a healing journey. But So yeah. that's my vocation, so writing and teaching uh, pretty much every weekend from September yeah, to are. May. Yeah. And then, um, and again, I never really had aspirations for any of these things, but I think the Lord just gave me a story I couldn't shut up about. And yeah. he knows I'm a chronic oversharer, <laughs> which is why you get all of it. You get the low, the high, the in-between. Um, we do have four children that are 18, 16, 14, and six. So That's wild. we're in the middle of toddlers and teens. And yeah, I don't even know how I'm breathing some no, days. No, really. I was watching your Instagram <laughs> and you like took everybody to Europe this summer. Yes, we and did. And I'm like, how are they doing? So the catalyst for for that was that Gabe and I had a speaking engagement over in Italy and we're like, of course, yes. (laughs) And then we're like, but what do we do with our our offspring? (laughs) So we decided that we would all go because um, part of it was figured out, but the last half was not. And so it became this almost three-week European (laughs) adventure without a stroller. Let's just call it that. And so Joy is six, but she's short. We brought her home from China, and um, she's little, and she... She wants to be carried after a while. Hold, I was going to say, does oh, she yeah. just hold she, on? She'd be like, mom, mom. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You got two more blocks in you. We're going. And then between, you know, the boys and Kennedy, like, and then Gabe's head, he would hold her on his head. He I mean, did. All, all across Europe. So we made it. So and she we, got carried around. Oh, all she did. Up. She walked. She got carried. And, you know, Cade. So Cade and Joy both have Down syndrome, yep. our bookends. And so they like things slower. They do? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. walking. And then Cade would be like, car. Like while we were walking, you know, around Paris, or like, we're like, 
cart. Oh, no, we're going to go get, we're going to walk some more and then walk some more and then you can get ice cream. I had to like bribe him every few stops to just keep him moving. That's He's what I like, do with my husband. Yeah. The same thing. Like, you just keep going. A little and bit I'm longer. if you keep walking. Exactly. Yeah. It worked. It, it you works. know what? It does. And and it's so joyful. I'm that way too. Like, if I can bring my family with me, I said, I don't have any reason to rush home. Right. Exactly. And to me, that's the benefit of, yeah. it's not fun when you're by yourself no. and everyone's waiting for you to be at home. Right. It really does something to your heart. Right. And I, I can't do it every time. You can't right. bring everybody with right. you every time. But it does have that sense of like, we just were in Brazil for three weeks and brought everybody with us. And it's horrible. Like right. There are points, especially when you're working, yeah, yeah. because you're like, I've got to navigate all this. Right. And then I get home and I'm mom and I swap quickly. Right. right. But there's something about it that you think, you know, yeah. I know ministry is a sacrifice for right. a family. Right. So they can have a perk. Right. But then they get to actually experience a lot of things they don't normally. Yes. And I watched you do that the last couple of years and it inspired me. I'm like, they can do that. <laughs> and their four boys were younger than ours. I was like, we can do this, Gabe. Sorry. Come on, Gabe. Yeah. Let's get we it. got home. I was so inspired because I like new novelty stirs imagination. So yes. every new experience, every new place, every new sight, smell, taste, sound. I come home, I'm like, you know, my heart is on fire. And Gabe's like, I'm just really tired. <laughs> <laughs> because he had to like be a logistics king and yes. I'm like, just tell me where to go. Right. I'm just I'll gonna get pretend like I'm Let's one go. of the kids. <laughs> That's right. We're married to the same yeah. person. Um so you basically I, I see that you write. So you go, do you kind of disappear to write and then emerge? Or are you one of those that writes every day as a like a ritual? No, or how I do don't. you do that? I don't write every way. No. <laughs> I wish I were that disciplined. Everyone says if that it, you should do that. And I this last project took me 15 months, so I did write that one a lot Dang. longer because it pushed me in so many ways. I want, I like to challenge myself with each project, like venture into new space you haven't done before. So the first book was more memoir. The second was more exegetical on freedom out yep. of Galatians, but then how did that narrate with my journey? And this book is very much um, a research and faith. Every single, it's, a, it's 30 chapters and so smaller, shorter, yeah. but these... Um, where I wanted science and faith to come together around emotional, spiritual, and relational health. So every cool. chapter has data and research backing yep. the experience. So it's still in story form. It still has scripture throughout. But I, I, I just, with the work we do with Q, uh, a lot of people want to make sense of like why our bodies are functioning a certain way. Yeah. Um, and prayer is obviously such a big part of our healing journey. But then what does God actually call us to do in the rhythms of life yeah. with rest, restore, connect, and create? How do we move our bodies? How do we engage people? Yeah. How do we pour out? Spiritual How do we embody? Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted that that whole idea, heart, soul, mind, and strength to come yeah, around these, these rhythms of renewal. So, so this took me a lot longer. Yeah. And plus, um, we were adopting from China. Yeah. My dad passed away. I wanted to get That's quiet right. anyways. So I really just took these 15 months as, a, as an opportunity to hide <laughs> in the secret place. I would come online and surface every once in a while. Yeah. I took last summer off Instagram and and in some ways, it was almost hard to re-enter because you you feel like you just like got benched, or you benched yourself. I know. You're just like I don't even know what everyone's doing. What's I know. going on? I want to even get in there. And then it's hard to keep up with it once you do. And the biggest part about pulling back is like, I just I gained so much ground with my family, yeah. and it was really important for me to do that, especially in this season. I have three kids in high school. I, I, you can't, I can't get these years back. No. And so it's all I can do to even continue at the level that I'm at because I just want so much for our home life right now. Yeah. And I love that. I think what's been really powerful, I obviously am obsessed with your first book. I've read, I've read both your books already. I'm ready for the next one. Um, 
I think the memoir was very, it really touched my life. I dealt with very similar things you had dealt with, anxiety attacks and, and you know, just anxiety in general. Yeah. And I was really, I loved it. Um, and then the You Are Free, which is a second, right? You Are Free. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of a little bit more with some Bible and, you know, right. teaching us. And I just, what I love is that it really is this, this kind yeah. of process where you're taking us along. Mm -hmm. And to me, I'm like, I'm curious what Rebecca is processing now. That's mm -hmm. how I feel as a reader. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm curious where, where is she going now? Because sure. I've been with you in these other two right. journeys. Right. So I'm very excited about this. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I, I really love what you bring to the world. Oh, thank you. I Brad. really do. And I feel I, the same about yeah, you. Yeah, I do. I, I think um, one thing I was telling my girlfriends because they hadn't heard you, as I said, she's very intelligent too. And that sounds funny. Like, how do you, right. you know, say someone isn't intelligent? Right. But I do appreciate that you, you are articulate and you, you say things in a way that is like mature and hmm. intelligent. So I'm hoping that this book. Yeah. carries more of that because that's what I get from you. It does. Well, thank you. That's, that's, <laughs> I, mean, I don't get told that very often. So thank you. That's right. Please play this for Gabe. Yeah, so I know. I'm like, Gabe, I, I, I have some smarty pants right. on today. <laughs> right. Okay. So we're talking about everyday wins. And, um, you know, one thing at Truth the Table is like, we want to teach people how to win in their everyday. And mm -hmm. I don't, I know this is how you live. I live there is no secret formula right. to living a healthy life. You got to right. make a choice every single day to, to do the thing that you most need to do, not right. the thing you want to do, right? right? Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, you've had a lot of seasons of waiting. Right. Um, and I know, I don't even know if you would even like call yourself this, but I think you're very prophetic and you have a very, like a prophetess kind of mm -hmm. mantle on your life, even if you wouldn't necessarily proclaim that mm -hmm. and make that the number one mm -hmm. thing. I think what you say is very much in rhythm of what the world needs to hear. Mm -hmm. And there's, um, what I feel is when you speak, there's a compassion behind it. Yeah. There's a compassion. So mm -hmm. I think that's what a healthy prophet does is we speak what God's saying, but there's an emotion behind it. And so just like watching your life, you've had a lot of waiting Mm -hmm. and a lot of hard seasons. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, how did you win in the wait? Right. No, that's such a good question. What I learned is that the the waiting just invited me into just be still and know, right? To be yeah. still and know that he is God. Because a lot of times in the going, we, we know, but we're not still enough to really know. Do you yeah, know what I mean? We don't know. It's like we, we, we take the nugget or the morsel or the manna even for that day. But but in the waiting, you kind of you're hitting the brakes, and repentance can happen a lot better in the waiting because it requires a hard stop. Yeah. Repentance requires a hard stop from the way that you are currently living, yeah. whether it's the way you're treating your spouse or the way you're talking to your kids or the way you're engaging your friendships or avoiding them. But you can't know that what needs to be healed unless you get time to stop and ask the Holy Spirit to bring those things to the surface. Yeah. In a chapter I just wrote, Examine and Confess, I realized that there were times in my early uh, days of writing and teaching that I, there were moments happening in my family that were just blowing by me. Yeah. And I, I stumbled up, up, up upon this in an iPhoto like search for something and I saw a whole scene play out in my backyard. And then Gabe was taking all these pictures of the kids and then me at like this, you know, rumbled <laughs> hair, a sweatshirt, like psycho on a laptop. And yet they were having this like outdoor picnic that was magical and I got to relive it all six years later and saw like this is where I was in that time and so what in the waiting paused 
me enough to go, I don't want to miss another day. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to make sure that whatever, cause I have kids in high school right now. Yeah. And then I have a six year old, but, but I want to make sure that these last years before we send them out and we all know this, but we yeah. always, when they're young, we think we have forever. We really do. Feels we're like, like we're like, well, <laughs> it feels like forever. And we're like, uh, but then towards the end, you're like, no, no, no. I want to actually like cherish. And yeah. so I think of life in, in rhythm, as you know, and seasons. Yeah. And so it's more about like really honoring summers, maybe when they're home or honoring breaks when they're yeah. home, honoring long weekends with their home and just saying, I'm not going to lift my eyes to other things. This is here. And then honor you after school, you know, if I'm home, like make sure like, I don't want to have just somebody else pick them yep. up. I want to pick them up yep. and I want to just get in all of the, even if I can't even quite do it well, I want to be present. Um, so the waiting, I think for me is, is on a personal level of what does God want to reveal to my heart, but also on a family level, yeah. a relational level of how am I leveraging this time best it's beautiful. with them. And are they responsive to that? Oh, yeah. Gabe, uh, I, it was so crazy. Like a, a week ago, I said, Gabe, I feel like professionally, I benched myself for the last <laughs> nine months. We brought a girl home from China in December, and she doesn't start full time until August 19th. And we've been just kind of looking at each other <laughs> like, hey, you want to read another book? You want to go to Chick-fil-A? You know? And, and meanwhile, publishers are like, or whoever I'm working with is like, we need this and that and the other. I'm like, yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> you know? And, and yet, and so I say, Gabe, you know, I feel like I've benched myself professionally. And he goes, yeah, but I've watched you be a mom for the last two years in wow. ways I haven't seen before. And then, of course, I cry That's a huge compliment. because I was like, you're right. I think sometimes we feel like we have to excel at all these things all the time. Yeah. And yet there is a cadence in going, you know, like maybe you hit the you pumped the gas professionally for a while. But but this is still here. And maybe you pump the brakes for a bit so that this you're making sure that this is because this is something your calling is very important and your family is very yeah. important. And God doesn't call you to one to forsake the other. He's going to allow those rhythms to um to create a, a cadence where you can do both well, even if it means you pause for a minute here yeah. and there. And it feels like waiting, but it's not. It's actually equipping, it's equipping. In, the, in the areas that there are gaps. I really like that. And I liked how you, you mentioned like the hard stop. And I think <clears throat> in the rhythm of our lives, if we don't know how to do a hard stop, yeah. people go, how did you do it? Or how did you focus? Yeah. And they don't understand that you have to be willing to stop and yeah. say, nope, I'm not going to do anything else yeah. until I figure out what is authentic right. and present to this moment. And you know you need a hard stop when things are spinning out of control. When That's everything right. feels overwhelmed. That's ever, really good. Like when the laundry's overwhelming, when an email's overwhelming, yeah. when all of it feels like it stresses you, like the little things start to stress you, yeah. you go, I need a hard stop right now. Because this is what's a new way of me thinking about repentance. But repentance is I refuse to continue acting the way I've been acting or living in such a way that I've been living. I, I refuse That's to continue great. to do this for another Love day. That. It doesn't mean I have a solution on what to do next, but I'm not going to keep doing what I'm doing right now. And so the hard stop allows you time to sit with the Lord and go, now you show me what the about face looks like. Yeah. It doesn't mean all or nothing, reckless abandon. Because I find if I want to jump from the extreme of work to the extreme of home, it's still perfectionistic it and controlling. It is. And then it's neurotic. Like the silverware drawer really means too much to me. And Gabe and I are like arguing about where the forks right. should go and where the size, you know. And I was like, okay, I need to go back to work. So, so it's not about like all or nothing. It's more about going, the hard stop is trying to control everything to perfection. Yeah. And just go, okay, Lord, 
I'm going to let things go. I'm going to trust other people to make decisions for me. I'm going to not let somebody, you know, do the intimate bonding with joy that I should be doing. Yeah. So it's just like, do the thing that only you should be yeah, doing. That only that. you can do. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> sorry, I'm losing my voice. I, 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 what I love about that is, um, you know, someone, I think Brene Brown said at one point, when we start performing for other people, we stop belonging to ourselves. Mm, and yeah, I feel that way. Good. Like even in ministry, when we start performing for environments and what people want from us and what product they want and you, you can feel it. You might, they might be happy with you, but in deep down, you're like, I don't belong to me. Mm, and there yeah. are times when, even with my kids where I'm like, you know, I could have went there, did that, smoothed a little over here, but I want to be able to look at my kids' faces and know that I honored yeah. like what I had. And, you know, they didn't choose to be my kids. I chose to have them. Right. And I have That's to good. own that. And so right. I love that. I love everything you're saying. And I do think women are, are probably uh, the hardest on ourselves. We don't stop. We continue. And I think that anxiety right. of why isn't this working instead of going, I, I heard yeah. this interesting thing. I, I don't even know if it's, I can totally communicate it, but I was listening to a psychologist who was talking to another guy about marriage. And they were talking about how a lot of these young families are getting divorced. Right. And we're seeing it. I have right. multiple friends that are right. leaving their marriages. Right. It was just so sad to me. I think it's devastating, yes. not just for the person, but specifically right. the collateral, which are the children often. And I feel like um, that basically he was saying, I, I think it's sad when I'm watching these families and again, everyone has their own story, so I can't judge why or what. What You'd have to ask the Lord sure. for that. But he said, I'm seeing these young families where the, the mom or dad is getting three days off, four days on. Mm. And they're getting three days where they're exercising, going, having yeah. bubble baths. Replenished. Out, they're replenishing. And he said, I wonder how many of the divorces were linked to a lack of self-awareness and self-care. Yeah. And they literally had to walk away from their marriage to say, I want to find, you'll hear that, I want to find Fight myself. Yeah. This isn't true anymore. But he said, I wonder if they had just gone to their spouse and said, I need some time yes. to figure this yes. out, how much we would have healed our marriages yes. by this simple act. I learned in counseling that the most important question you can ask somebody that you love is what do you need from me right now? It's beautiful. So whether it's your kids, that are just kind of acting out or your spouse where you're just Love kind of, there's a tension there. And something's always under the surface if, if things get irritable. Yeah. We all know that, right? Yeah. You can cut the air with a knife and you're like, <laughs> what do you want for dinner? <laughs> the oxygen goes yeah. <laughs> um, But instead of just going, you always do this or you don't do that. And we can like just play that accusation game. It's yeah. like, hey, I, what's going on? What do you, what do you need what's, from me yes. right now? Because even in a marriage relationship, I mean, there'll be times where I'm like, I just need you. He's Gabe will say, do you need a listening ear or do you need some, um, some advice? I'm like, has any woman ever said advice? <laughs> advice. <laughs> just, just listen to me cry. Do you know me? <laughs> no. Do you even know me? And then we'll move forward. And sometimes I would like your, your counsel. Right. But first, just let's just, just process the emotion. Um, and I do think you're right. We do get so depleted and that's what burnout does. It actually numbs you to even the thing that made you come alive yeah. or the, the person yeah. you fell in love with. And it and then lies just, I think lies, lies. from the enemy coupled with burnout lead people to the most destructive behavior. Whether it's ending a life of marriage, um, ending a vocation that God actually literally called, called them to. toward. Uh, and we can just hear those lies get so loud that it's why, it's why suicide rates are so high. It's yeah. why people are so depressed. 
we're just in this epidemic right now where we don't have self-care. We haven't, we haven't cultivated rhythms that got actually ordered for our good. And we aren't being honest with the people that are around us. That's really us. good. And like you said, and I love the word repentance. And you're saying repentance is that hard stuff. It's the part of us that says, I'm not in charge of my life. I'm not Lord of my life. So I'm going to go to the Lord of my life and say, what do you want? And that's exactly. the surrender. Surrender isn't just a song we sing or right. I'm, I'm brokenhearted, so I'm going to surrender. But surrender is really what you say, I say, what you do, I do. Mm-hmm. And until I get permission, I'm out. And yeah. I, I think that that's And I'll take been, a nap, which oh, will be good for yes, both of us. Yes. Right? <laughs> and I'll be, and I, I'm going to actually, if I'm irritable, I'm more, I don't get overwhelmed, I get irritable. Does that make sense? So yeah, I get more sure. like, this needs to happen. And why is this happening here? And I start to over, I start to over function. Sure. And so for me, I just have to pull back and go, okay, I have, nobody needs you functioning like that. You're not the savior of the world. So what's happening? Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, it takes time. I think our age changes, yeah. our kids change. Every season needs a reboot. It does. Um, in the beginning of this book, it's take inventory of your life. Oh, it's never good. too late to reestablish what you want your life to be about. And it's that. this idea of like, no matter how old you are or how mature you are or how smart you are, <laughs> <laughs> how many kids you have, <laughs> how long you've been married, um, it's never too late to actually reboot. And so I, I walk people through the exercise of taking an annual inventory of your life because what you needed to do last summer isn't what you need to do right now. Right and now. what your kids need last summer isn't what they need right yep. now. What your work needs needed then isn't what it isn't needs what now. It's now. And so God's like, hey, um, I actually have plans and purposes that I am faithful to accomplish, but are you going to come to me and bring it before me I and ask that. me to weigh in on what those look like as well as your spouse? Yeah. I think when yeah. Gabe and I are connected and wired well, and we're, we're like, we're just functioning well, everyone else benefits. Yeah. He benefits in his work. I do in mine. The kids do. Yeah. There's a flourishing that comes starting here. Um, and then from that outpouring, you know, the Lord just centers that and that outpouring affects everything we do. Like you said, it becomes a rhythm. So I'm, I'm curious as we close, like, what is your big win right now in your life? Like if I was to say, this is the one thing that's helping me win, what is that? Yeah, for me, it's still that stillness early morning. I know I'm just going to probably The early morning. The early morning I would agree. For the early, if I can get the house while it's still quiet before somebody No one's awake. Now, Gabe's starting to get up early. It's kind of getting on my nerves. It's annoying. It's so annoying. (laughs) I was like, this is my prayer space. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) This is my secret place. Go away. This is supposed to be the secret place. I know it's our living room, but one of us has dibs. Um, So it's it's basically whoever gets up first, but we we, we have different places. We We like hide in different rooms. Yeah, Yeah. because, you know, coffee, the sunrise, and for sure, if I can get an hour before the kids get up, I need it so desperately. And for me, it's child's, I need to posture myself before the Lord because he has so much to to deposit every day. He's like, you can go out and do this on your own if you want, but (laughs) I actually have something that could really just settle your soul and and your heart and even your mind that wants to race with the to-dos. Like, let's drop that for a minute. And so for me, it's almost a daily repentance. Like I want to take a hard stop even before this day begins and make sure that my my steps today are ordered by you, not me. Um, yeah, there are meetings scheduled. Yeah, there are conversations that are about to happen. But if I bulldoze through those, I might not like listen to the person right. fully, make eye contact, right. fully connect, hear what's not being said, read behind the eyes. Like yep. I want your spiritual wisdom from above to help me discern, to discern how to minister. It's true. And it's I can't true. get that if I don't start that that way. And I love that. So I think for those of you that are listening today, like one, one takeaway that Rebecca is really talking about is that early morning 
every day win where you you really get focused on what God wants wants to speak to you. And sometimes it's a ton, and sometimes it's just simply a posture of saying, I'm here. So uh, if you are thinking about how do I, like, I love Rebecca and I want to be like Rebecca. Well, listen to what she's saying. It's not just about duplicating what she's doing. It's about understanding that she is surrendered to God and she's doing what he's asking her to do. And that's how she's winning. So Rebecca, I love you. I, I love you too. so much. This is so fun. Um, I'm sorry, I screamed at my kids. No, I'm kidding. This no. is uh, travel. This is 30 hours of travel. <laughs> but I love you. Thanks for spending time with us. You're a, a face on our, our community. I know you don't even know that, but you really are. And we put cool. videos up there all the time. But I love you. Thank come you. back. I Maybe will. Maybe in Nashville, I we'll will. just come to you. Yeah, perfect. And yeah, Let's we're going to do an Everyday Wins workshop in Nashville soon. Oh, good. So yeah. I cannot wait. I love you so much. I love you too, girl. Hope you guys love this. Thank Follow you. Rebecca and look for her new book. We'll make sure and give you guys all the details for that. Bye. Well, I hope that really blessed your life. I hope that everything God is trying to get to you, you grabbed a hold of. Again, don't forget to give me a shout out on the socials. I'm there almost every day. And if this podcast really spoke to you, would you consider leaving a review so others can find this podcast and as well as some stars? I hope you have a great day and I'll catch you next time. Oh, 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 oh,